0: more people are now looking for natural products. More people are hyper aware, more than ever, I think, of the issues that packaging is causing. Not only are kids learning about it more in school at a younger age, and they're bringing that conversation home to their parents, which is fantastic, but we're very, uh, you know, keeping updated with news, sometimes to a detriment. We are updated with what's happening in the world. And being wasteful is just not part of the conversation. It's how do we stop being so wasteful is now part of the conversation.
1: You are listening to the Sustainably Circular podcast. This show is dedicated to the circular economy and how with a few key changes, you can help create a more sustainable world. No scare tactics, no shame. If we are going to do this, we need everyone actively engaged, on board and including you Your host is no other than Andy Streisfeld, who is the co-founder and partner at MEA Health, Canada's first stop for PPE recycling. You are here for one thing, to better understand the circular economy and your role in it. Every episode, we dive into the key issues around sustainability and the circular economy so that you can lead others in this new world. So tune into the show, turn up the music volume, and let's get to it.
2: Wednesday morning, and welcome to Sustainably Circular. I'm your host, Andy Streisfeld. Sustainably Circular is brought to you by companies like MEA, Health, and Lifecycle Revive. And we are here to talk about sustainability, circular economy, and general recycling issues that uh, have eluded us over the last few years. I have my guest who has inspired me and who is making things happen, Angie Ringler. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Andy. I'm really excited for us to get a chance to chat
2: so i'm I'm excited to have you here because you are an inspiration for me and and uh just for the, the for the audience to understand um you started uh, the program that I heard uh, was back in 2020 so you were doing it during the beginning or at least the middle of covid at least rounds one and two um you did offer a lot of inspiring and and you are not only are you the host of your own show you're also um, a CEO and president of products.com So tell us more about about what got you into um, the podcasting part and the, and the, and the corporate part. And then we'll come back and talk about. uh...
0: So you would ask me about how I started my podcast. The grateful redhead podcast really was just because I wanted to keep connecting with people, you know, like all of us, we kind of lost a lot of uh, community connections from, you know, when COVID hit and we were under all these, you know, stay at home orders. I was, you know, involved in my community, like as far as networking and meeting other people and being able to do that. So fortunately, you know, being thrust into the Zoom lifestyle, we were able to start connecting with people all around the world. I suddenly didn't have to stay within my own community here in Central Florida. So the podcast gave me a great way to reach out and quite honestly, get a chance to see what other people were into and what they were doing. So my podcast is really based on, getting a chance to talk to some kind of cool people who are doing some interesting things hopefully it's to help others and themselves and ultimately kind of tie it back to how we're improving something on the planet
2: definitely the episodes that you've had have been uh, you've been uh, across the stream but the, but they have been very educational we've talked about packaging which is actually something that you know we talk about in sustainability uh, we've talked about entrepreneurship that I've saw, and that's something to do with the circular economy aspect. And I, I would love to get your your thoughts on that as we move forward. So tell me tell me more about um waste-free product. I, I would like to, I know um, I've been to the website. I, I'm actually wanting to order some stuff for my wife secretly. She'll know, she won't know this until it's theirs. But please let us uh, talk to Marceau about your company.
0: So thanks for asking, because Tangi is really a, you know, passion project of mine at the beginning it was all about finding a solution for myself that was really I have I'm a redhead with sensitive skin and I wanted to figure out what was causing all these issues for me and was there a better way and I figured out that what was happening well at least at the beginning I thought what was happening was that I was having some reactions to my laundry soap you know Uh, Living in Florida, it's pretty hot and humid most of the time, and I got to thinking about it. Well, if I'm washing my clothes in some chemical, honestly, I didn't know what I was washing my clothes in because the big surprising point was when I grabbed my laundry container, read the ingredients or looked for the ingredients on the bottle, and there weren't any. So I began to kind of question from there what, you know, what was in my laundry soap. And if I'm washing my clothes in it and then I'm wearing my clothes on my body, which is just a big sponge, you know, our pores are just little holes. And if I'm sweating and my pores are opening up and, you know, is that chemical going in? Could that be the cause? And that's really where it started for me was to really say, how can I solve this problem that I'm having? And then it just branched into more things given the opportunity when we had an economy shift back in 2010, I had been working in a very corporate environment. I come from a, like a paralegal background. And so I was well-versed and trained into researching and, you know, finding out answers to problems. And so I just kind of took that into my own personal life and said, What kind of solutions can I find? And I realized I needed to speak to people who knew more than I did. And I reached out immediately to SCORE.org and to the small business development centers. Those were free resources in my community that I decided to tap into. And through multiple conversations with them, it just came up one day like that I was making a bunch of cleaning products in my garage. I mean... I was making laundry soap. I was making all-purpose cleaners and things like that, and sharing them, you know, with people that knew and who were who were also looking for some more natural, natural-based uh, cleaners. And um, the guy basically said to me at that moment, you know, it sounds like you have a business that's just a nonprofit, and that's really the the catalyst to you know starting the business and looking at it from more of an entrepreneurial aspect of could this be something. And to his point was look, natural and being less wasteful is not just, you know, a thing. Like this is where the world is going because we have finite resources and we're starting to learn about that more and take that more serious.
2: So hold well, on that because that is that's a question that I want to ask you as an entrepreneur, as a business person in now uh, in the United States. And, and I know there's philosophies on both sides of the border, both in Canada and the United States, on how we do our recycling and how we do our sustainability so now you are charged we're we're now in year three of covid the world is changing and how do you see yourself in okay well i'll tackle it from the both like how do you see yourself from sustainability and then do you do you feel that you are part or want to be part of the circular economy
0: i definitely do i mean the you know it Just the term itself, circular economy, right? I mean, that seems to make sense in a lot of aspects. It seems like not only does it make sense from the money side, as the business side of life, I'm looking for ways to cut costs all the time. And if I can reuse something in my existing surroundings, that would be better. But ultimately, for me, it was about how do I be considerate of the packaging after my customers used it? And because I'm, I'm making products that are very highly consumable, think how many, how many loads of laundry you might do in a week. Think about how many bottles of laundry soap or shampoo or conditioner or shaving cream, like all of those things, how many of those you've probably used in just the last 30 or 60 days and then times that by all the households. So to me, it wasn't really looking from that circular economy kind of aspect. It was really like it didn't make sense that we were being so wasteful overall. And I think that for a long time, I come from a very hippie attitude, not so much like a eco person. I didn't really put the two together. I just knew that kind of as a tree hugger or you know a hippie that I cared about my environment. I cared about others and my surroundings. So that's really the aspect that I was coming from. But now that I learned more about how powerful the circular economy can be, from both sides, it just makes sense to keep kind of tapping into that.
2: And, and that's, that's perfect. That's exactly where I think a lot of companies these days are, that's their philosophy. And, and that's great. And that's, you know, like what we try to do here in Canada with sustainability and circular economy. It's all new concepts, right? These are all new ideas because nobody, up until COVID, there was a lot of waste. There was a lot of, you know, like uh, stuff that was going to landfill and still is. And, and companies are stepping forward. Um, and and one of the reasons we do this podcast is to to, to try to not only to give hope but to try to give an impetus for entrepreneurs and people who are wanting to do something uh, to do something. So 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 let's so let me let's move away for a moment then and come back because we want to know more about you, Angie. I'm I'm a fan of yours. I, I, I love the show. I love what you do. So you're a Grateful Dead fan, a, a supporter or whatever, a fan I would call it. Right? Deadhead. Uh, we'll and, call me a deadhead. Okay. All right. Uh, and, and and unfortunately for me, I grew up in an Eastern European uh, household, so we had a lot more of a top forty rather than than the Grateful Dead running on the radio. So um, tell me more about your journey. Tell me more about Grateful Dead. You know what you what you see in the future. What keeps you up at night, really, in regards to you know the world that we're dealing with now with this recycling and sustainability and other stuff like that. What 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 has been the mindset change from the hippie? to now, you know, the, the corporate entrepreneur and now guardian of, of hope for, you know, on the, on the airwaves, you know?
0: Well, I think that, you know, honestly, when I look back and I realized that I was very entrepreneurial spirit from a young age, I just didn't know about entrepreneurial ship. I didn't know, I didn't come from a family who, you know, people who started their own businesses. I didn't have that as like, um, you know, something to look up to or to aspire to, but you know even in as soon as i could have a car like i started a little business called you know errands by angie and i went to community uh, um, uh, retirement areas and i offered my services like i'll pick up your groceries i'll take your dry cleaning i'll you know whatever it is you need and ultimately i got paid in a little bit of money but more importantly as um late teen early 20s person i was getting paid in food and i was getting paid in um you know, some, some things for my home, you know, a mattress and end tables and things that I needed. So it was very much kind of this barter, almost this barter thing that was starting at the beginning, which I love. And then in my early twenties, I was introduced to the Grateful Dead. I went to my first show and, and I freaking loved it. Like I, I felt like I had found my tribe there. I loved it. I love the music. I love the scene, the before and the after, this whole, this very communal feeling of helping each other. And I mean, I was, I was a female traveling alone, cross country, picking up random deadheads, going from show to show. I mean, that's dangerous, (laughs) but it didn't feel dangerous because I felt like I was with my people. You know what I mean? I, there was this, definitely this level of security and trust. Um, but what happened was in order for me to make money along that journey and to pay for my tickets to go to the show, I was making burritos and I was, you know, I met a, a t-shirt guy along the way and he showed me how to screen, you know, silk screen t-shirts. And I realized at some point that it was winter and we were going to shows and people needed socks. So I went to a bulk sock supplier, bought socks and sold them on tour, like I had this entrepreneurial spirit that that was molding itself early on and I didn't realize it. So when I when I went to college and of course, in college, you're just kind of taught, okay, you're going to come out and you're going to get a job in whatever field you just learned about. And I was in pre-law. And so it was just kind of pushed into that law environment. It was it took me years to realize it didn't resonate with who I was at the core. It really wasn't my North Star and it's taken me years to realize that as humans we are capable of doing so much hundreds and hundreds of things we can do wonderfully but it may not be in alignment with what we want to be doing at our core and we don't always have that that option sometimes we have to do work based on that we have bills to pay or that we have certain responsibilities and we're forced into maybe keeping that job or taking that you know um that advancement or that promotion even though it's not really where we want to keep climbing towards. So I feel very honored to be given that opportunity when the economy changed in the U.S. and I had a moment almost to stop and breathe and say, is this what I want to keep doing? Is this what I foresee myself doing for the next 20, 30, 40 years, you know, whatever career time I was looking at? So here I was having that opportunity and now having the business to be able to say, now I can honestly feel like I'm making positive changes, not just for myself, being in alignment with who Angie is on a daily basis, because my business is very much in alignment with how I try to live my life at home all the time, You know, reducing my plastic waste, reducing my chemical exposure by you know, eating better, choosing better products. Um, but those things are falling in line with how I run my business. And it was a few years ago that I was selling all my products that I have today in a very liquid form, much like a lot of the brands that you see when you walk down that grocery store aisle and you see all those bottled products. I was selling my products like that. I actually aspired to be like some of those companies because it's all I knew. But a few years in, I began to say to myself, where the heck are all the plastic bottles going? Why am I buying all these why am I trucking my little Prius into Orlando, loading it up with as many plastic bottles as it, as it would fit, fill them up with a natural liquid and selling them out into the world, but yet where are they all going? And my, my plans to you know, do a bottle return program and to get, get them back out into the world, much like your business, you know, Life, Cy- Life Cycle Revive, trying to find a better way for this waste, it I never found good solutions that were resonating or that were actually producing some some um some measurable good. So a few years into the business, I actually said, I came to this really fork in the road with myself. And I said, if I'm gonna be this wasteful with the packaging, yet I'm trying to be really good with the ingredients, I was still feeling like that problem that I was not. I was still part of the problem and I wasn't being an active solution in bringing, you know, this change to the environment when I was looking at it from an environmental standpoint. And I spent a few years, I spent a lot of time and a lot of money working to reformulate my liquid products into a paste form that would allow me to sell these products that people need, hand soap, laundry soap, shampoos, shaving, stain remover, those kind of products that we typically go through a lot of plastic waste, it allowed me to sell those products in small cardboard boxes, to be able to ship something that's no bigger than a deck of playing cards, weighs about three and a half ounces, and allow, I can ship that for a few bucks, allow the consumer who's gonna use it to dissolve it at home using their own water, choosing their own container to refill, and now we've eliminated that middle plastic bottle waste. And that's really something that I'm proud of by taking that plastic-free commitment because it has changed the way that I run my business.
3: What if a box could change the world? Every day, face masks and other PPE waste are flooding our landfills. What if we could take that waste, sterilize it, and turn it into new useful products? And what if the key was a box? At Lifecycle Revive, we make this magical box, and more. Here's how it works. Look for one of our black and white Lifecycle Revive boxes in your community, or sign up to have postage prepaid boxes delivered to your home. Instead of throwing masks or other PPE in the trash, toss it in the box. When a box fills up, it goes back to our facility, where it's sterilized and turned into all kinds of products, like healthcare supplies, PPE, and masks. Then the cycle begins again. Get your box at www.lifecyclerevive.ca or call 548 885 3748. Lifecycle Revive, a perfect circle in a box.
2: That's something that we've we been trying to, to figure out how to, to, to portray that in, in, in industry here, that, that taking that responsibility, that, that stewardship that you just did. And, and the fact that, you know, what I love about entrepreneurs, you, me, everybody else who's who's part of this is that you are innovative. You went away from the plastic bottle, you went to the car, you went, you miniaturized to what you needed to be, to be more efficient, to be more environmentally friendly, to be better packaging and, and, and kudos to you for that. Kudos. So coming back to our original conversation. So everyone who knows me, I'm, I'm the geek when it comes to quotes and stuff. So it's all happening for Angie right now. So where are we going? Where, where, what's happening with Angie and what's happening with waste-free products right now? Um, what's your expansion plans? Uh, are you, are, can we buy the stuff in Canada? Um, you know, tell us, tell us what the, the, the post COVID upbeat message will be for you and, 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 and the company.
0: I'm so glad you asked because February 1st of this year, right. That just happened. Uh, February 1st, 2022, I shipped out my first order from my very own warehouse. Now, for years, I made all the products myself. Thank you. I'll take a moment and pat myself on the back because it's a very big moment for me. Um, for years, I made all the products myself. I did all the shipping myself. I did all those things, but I never had a warehouse. It was always kind of done in our garage, that kind of scenario. And I finally did it. I, I've got a warehouse in Mount Dora, Florida. I am, have control over what our shipping looks like. Um, I make sure that it's you know, plastic free, that it's done re- reusing as many boxes as we can. We, we rarely, if ever, buy a new packaging box. But even better, I can now offer these services to my clients or other small businesses who have kind of outgrown their spare bedroom or outgrown their garage and really need to get focusing on what they're good at, which is probably not packing the orders and shipping it. So I'm happy to say that I've got this warehouse space that we can grow into. I've got space to bring clients into. I've got a uh, a full time employee that we are you know handling our stuff right now. But but more importantly, we can ramp up and be able to um, help out some other growing businesses who also know that it's not only about their product and bringing some valuable product in this space of either reducing waste or you know using more natural ingredients or something that's more reusable but they don't want to break that that stride down in shipping it in something bad or turning to a three you know a third party logistics company that's just going to send it out in a bubble wrap or send it in a box a big box with a lot of those little, you know, um, air pillows in it. We won't mention any names, but I think we're all very familiar with those oversized packages that come. So we are positioning ourselves to be that company that can help out small business owners that are looking to continue their messaging into their shipping as well.
2: that, that is That is an entrepreneurial spirit that is actually Ingrained with a circular economy model. Thank you. This makes this warms my heart even more. So, so now let's 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 talk about the future. Now, I will talk about the positives and the negatives. So, um, are you? What are your plans? Are you planning now that with COVID winding down, that uh, you you'll go to trade shows? You'll you'll go back to the normal, if this this ever was the normal. Um, That's the first part. And then I just wanted to ask a follow up question. About um, what are your thoughts of, of the future? Like now that we are a- exiting uh, COVID, we are now entering into the fear of a war and and all this stuff, and people's attentions are all over the place. Um, so my first question to you is: Do you see do you see the new normal where you're going to go out to shows and stuff, and we're going to be able to 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 um, you know find you at every corner store, or uh, and what your plans are? And then we'll we'll, we'll ask the follow up question afterwards.
0: Okay, so the, sh- the question about the Expos is, I've never been a huge Expo fan. I find them quite exhausting, honestly. Um, you know, you've got to set up your space. It's got to convey this message very visually. Um, you've got to spend time talking to a bunch of people in a very short period of time. I I have quite honestly, I've never been a fan of them, but it's, it's all a new At the beginning, you know, where I was told to do farmer's market and do those networking events and set up a table and set up a booth. And I've done some natural expos, you know, where you're in a big convention center and those are great. They put you in contact with a lot of people, but they also are very expensive to get involved with. So to answer your question specifically, I don't see myself getting involved with these bigger expos going into the future. I feel like with the connections that I can make online, with the ability of LinkedIn and direct messaging in our social medias, it's very easy for me to find these buyers and connect with them on quite honestly a personable level that we can connect more that's good for both of us as well. You know, I can I can make a call to a store, ask to speak to a buyer and if they're busy, great, let's make a time and jump on a call. So that's where I see that aspect of connections going. As far as the future for tangie and products, uh, because I just talked about the warehouse, that's obviously as we grow into that into the future, that will be very exciting. But the products, what I've realized that I've learned from pandemic from is that more people are now looking for natural products. More people are hyper aware more than ever, I think, of the issues that packaging is causing. Not only are kids learning about it more in school at a younger age, and they're bringing that conversation home to their parents, which is fantastic, but we're very, uh, you know, keeping updated with news, sometimes to a detriment, we are updated with what's happening in the world. And being wasteful is just not part of the conversation. It's how do we stop being so wasteful? is now part of the conversation. So I have about a half a dozen new products that I am working on that I see as being a great advantage to also reducing waste to things like skincare, lotions. I'm a big believer and proponent of the tinkle towel, getting rid of, you know, toilet paper. So those products are are in my wheelhouse, but because of pandemic, I have put some of those things on hold because, More people are starting into this journey and they are like where I was, let's say 15 years ago. And when you're just kind of coming into this, you have to convenience. It's all about convenience. If these things aren't convenient for you at the very beginning, you won't stick to it. It won't be a new habit and you'll revert back to your old product. You'll revert back to the bottle or to some ingredients that maybe aren't quite as good for you or your skin or your family. So I'm finding that my now my focus this year is really looking at how do I make my products appear convenient for everybody? And that so when they bring them into their home for the first time, they feel like, oh, this is easy. I like this. The results are good. I can see myself doing this as an new way of how i bathe or do my laundry or you know any number of things when it comes to household cleaning and personal care products. So that's really my goal is to look at it from that perspective from those fresh eyes when you're first getting involved in going low waste or you know some better options and and figuring out how can i make it as convenient as possible. And sometimes that means offering like kits, right? At the beginning when i was let's say So I know we're not doing a video program, but I'm showing you this, Andy, on the video that this little bar of my hand wash concentrate makes one gallon of liquid hand soap. Now, my goal is I just sell this to a consumer and say, find something at home to refill. Most of us have hand soap pumpers. We've got foamers. We've got these pretty dispensers next to our sink that usually once they're empty, we toss away. And those things are meant to be reused hundreds and hundreds of times. So I was taking it for granted for many years now that this seemed easy because it's easy to me. I've been doing it for a long time. But when somebody's just getting into it, they may not really have something or think to reuse that. So offering some sort of like a starter kit to where I can provide them the pumper and make it a glass container with a foamer on top and providing them the. Concentrate that all they have to do is cut off a little piece, drop it in the jar, let it dissolve in a few hours, and they're now being able to easily refill their hand wash at home.
2: It's fantastic stuff, and and I know it resonates with a lot of Canadians because we are the type of people that do this. We go to the dollar stores, we'll buy our you know um, squirting guns and, and and bottles and stuff, and make our own you know household cleaners and all that stuff. My wife used to do that with oils and all that stuff. So. Angie, this has been a fantastic opportunity. I wanted um, we're going to put your information in, in the show notes. But um, if, if Canadians and, and other listeners want to reach out to you, um, please tell us quickly how can we reach out so they can be inspired by the Grateful Redhead podcast, and uh, how can we reach out to you in regards to products uh, and if you if we can arrange to get them shipped to Canada.
0: So, I'm glad you asked about the shipping to Canada because with the new warehouse space also had to come a new UPS account. And I have got the most wonderful account rep, and I'm and he even said to me at the very beginning, "Are you shipping international?" And I'm like, no, it's so expensive. like I can't I can't justify that cost. Not only is it shipping far away, which is has its own detriment, but if those products aren't available in Canada, then people have to get them somewhere. So I'm working with him to start finding ways to send to stores much more affordably, because my goal would be to get it into the store owner's hands. This way I can ship, whether it be a pallet or cases at a time, which is much more economical and eco to be using that gas and you know everything, that then you can go to your local store and, you know, frequent your favorite store owner and start, you know, supporting what they're doing as well. And then they're actually able to bring in our products. So that's going to be very soon on the list, I'm happy to say. Um, if people want to reach out and find us, our website is wastefreeproducts.com. Also available on social media, same handle, waste free products. My company name is Tangy. So we you'll see the packaging is branded with my company name, which is Tangy. And I'm always happy for people to reach out to me directly. So if they, they want to have a conversation of what can they be doing better at home, or you know they've got some curiosity about reducing waste, or I'm happy to share what I do along my journey. And I took time last year and actually wrote a book. It's about 100 pages. And it's called Going Plastic Free Room by Room to make it simple for people. It's got a checklist at the end. It's got tons of links to businesses who are doing the right thing. But it really gives my journey what worked, what didn't work. Why is it important to make these changes? Because for me, I had to realize why these switches even mattered, how they mattered for me, my wallet. And then I was able to really say, hmm, that's worth looking into, or that's worth implementing into my own lifestyle. And I have since documented that journey in the book. And anybody can go download it for free. You can go to wastefreepledge.com and download the book there easily.
2: I'm going to make sure that we have this in the show notes. So all, all these links are there for you. This is important that, you know, we, that we have that for you and that, um, and everything that. Andy's done. So on behalf of all of us here, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. This is, this has been like a, a highlight reel for me. I really wanted you here and here you are. And uh, just stay with us for a second. And uh, again, uh, wishing everybody here uh, a safe remainder of the week. We'll be back next week uh, with another program. We're actually going to be bringing our second phase of students in. Uh, We had the original group of David and Sydney from Chicago and from Iowa City, Iowa. We now have some Canadian students who want to be part of this, and they're going to be coming from Brantford and uh, from Vancouver, BC, and they'll be on a future podcast very shortly. So thank you, Angie, and thank you everybody for tuning in to Sustainably Circular. Stay safe.
0: Thank you, Andy.
1: I hope you enjoyed that episode today on the Sustainably Circular podcast. If you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whichever podcast platform you're tuning in from. Much like this show, Andy and the team love getting into the good and the bad, and everything in between, so feel free to express yourself in the reviews of the show, and we will give you a shout-out on the next episode. If the episode made you think of someone that needs to hear this message, take a screenshot, send them a message or discuss it with them over coffee leaders are the best givers and after all we're all in this together in case you want to learn more about how we can help you with ppe recycling please visit our website at www.meahealth.ca once again it's www.meahealth.ca we appreciate you and can't wait for you to join us for the next episode